Another edition of the Calder Trophy Tracker by NHL.com came out and then previewing the Red Wings matchup in Edmonton. You're locked on Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty also hosts at Lockdown Tigers. He's got some radical shades on today. It deserves the word radical, by the way. Yeah, radical. They're rad, baby. Uh, Optic nerve eyewear. I can see my face in them. Yeah, damn right you can. They they reflect a lot. No, really what I see is your laptop. Yeah, but you can, hold on. Oh, oh, yeah, there's me. Look at that. Those are pretty sick, man. Those are awesome. Uh, <laughs> you're killing me. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably, reliably low prices. All the parts you will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Guys, we got three, well, really two things to talk about in today's episode. Uh, the first thing is we're going to talk about the Calder Trophy Tracker that NHL.com released a new edition, and our boys are back on top. Our boys are back on top. Both and of them. Both of them back on top. And then segment two, we're going to talk about the forwards line going forward. Ha ha, but um, tits. Ha And then final segment, we'll be doing a preview of the Edmonton Oilers matchup the second of the year. Red Wings uh, squeaked out a win earlier in the season. Uh, let's see if they can pull out the same and end this skid that they're on. I will do that in the third segment. But, Scotty, let's lead things off here talking about this trophy tracker. Uh, this is the third, I believe, of the season. They paneled, NHL.com paneled their writers and asked them to, you know, take make a selection of their, their candidates for Calder. Well, let me tell you, Trevor Zegras, no longer on top. Remember how panicked we were back in, like, what was it, like, January? I'm pretty sure I kept a pretty cool head throughout the whole thing, actually. I think, oh, I, was the, I, think I was the, hey, only, it's only halfway through the season. Everything will iron out. Pretty sure I nailed that. Third eye open. Hashtag <laughs> Oracle, actually. But thanks for throwing me under the bus there, Scotty. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I will. Gladly. <laughs> um, Mort Sider finished atop the voting with, I believe, 70-something points. I'm trying to find it exactly here. He received 70 voting points, including 13 of 15 first place votes. So all but two uh, professional hockey writers association writers voted him for the first place in the Calder at this far in the season, about three quarters of the way through. Uh, they had this to say about him. Satter, who is the second defenseman off the board when chosen number six by the Detroit Red Wings, leads all players at the position from the draft in just about every statistical category, including points with 41, assists 36, power play points 17, block shots 116, and hits. 96, his five goals are tied for first with Colorado Avalanche defenseman Bowen Byram, selected number four in that same draft. And he, among all NHL rookies, he leads in assists at 36 and his average ice time leads at 23 minutes and two seconds a game and is fourth with 41 points and 59 games. I think, honestly, out of all the stats they listed off there, Scotty, being fourth in points as a defenseman, like in, in amongst the rookies is probably the most impressive. He's not first, but a defenseman is fourth among rookies in scoring with 41 points. Yeah. Pretty insane. 
he's not he's okay he's, he's nice with it right. you know he's all right yeah no i mean that that's the dog look the the moritz cider a winning calder as a defenseman impressive enough assuming everything remains where it's at now through the end of the season which i have no reason to believe it won't okay that that's already impressive enough but the consistency that he has shown as a defenseman that really no forward in the nhl no rookie forward in the nhl this year has shown even close to the same amount of consistency that he's shown on a game-to-game, week-to-week basis, that's the most impressive thing in my eyes, I think. No, you're 100% right. Because even when he was in second, it wasn't like, oh, like he dropped off. It's just like, no, Zegras is on another planet right now. And then Zegras got cold. The Ducks are ice cold. And here we are. Well, and the other impressive stat there that stands out is that he leads all rookies in uh, ice time with averaging 23 minutes a night. And we've talked about it before. And I'm going to say it again. It's incredibly impressive the fact that he is immediately a number one defenseman, averaging 23 minutes in a night, the most minutes on any of any of the defensemen on this team. And he is as good as he is with all that ice time and all that responsibility playing against other teams' best players. And now, granted, the team's spiraling right now. Um, he's, I wouldn't say he's struggling. He himself actually said uh, today or yesterday by the time it's coming out that he yeah. feels like he's struggling right now. But his version of struggling is still leagues better than what his teammates right. are doing. Just because like, he's got high standards. Man. He's got high standards for himself, and he's playing on a team that's right now struggling overall. So him struggling is still really not str- struggling for him, but not really in regards to the rest of the team. He's still playing fantastic. Um, second in voting was back at the top, Lucas Raymond. Um, what they had to say about Red Wings forward, Lucas Raymond finished second with 42 points, including one first-place vote. Uh, Anaheim Ducks forward Trevor Zegers was third with 41, including the one remaining first place vote. So, fifth, 16 of the 17 first place votes, Scotty. I'm sorry, 14 of the 15 first place votes went to the Detroit Red Wings rookies, one of which went to Lucas Raymond. And now this is where it gets tough. I mean, Trevor Zegers has, has definitely cooled off a little bit uh, since the, the Ducks have gotten hot, but he's still been cold. He's more he he's going through the same stretch that Lucas Raymond did about a month ago where he's not scoring goals, but he's still getting assists every game, every other game. He's still racking up points. But the thing is, is now Lucas Raymond's kind of come back on. He's had a couple multi-goal games, a couple multi-point games, uh, while also like continuing to be consistent. So that's why I think Lucas Raymond and Trevor Zegers are probably going to be neck and neck. But I think that Lucas Raymond heating back up right now is going to keep him in that, that conversation in the top three. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's a race for second. Yeah, which doesn't matter. I mean, let's let's keep it a buck, like... This ain't a race for for winning the Calder no more. That's that's out the window. You're no. you're competing for second. I did want to bring up. Now this isn't necessarily Red Wings related, but something that surprised me is they they listed at the very end like all who else got votes, and it's Cider with seventy, Raymond with forty two, Zegers with forty one, Bunting with thirty two, which I don't even want to talk about Michael Bunting. Uh, Lundell with eighteen points. How old is he? Are you are are you younger than him? Uh, I know it's really close. Let me look up Michael Bunting's actual age so we can find out for sure. I'm I'm well younger than him. Mike Michael Bunting is oh yeah, I'm younger than Michael Bunting. <laughs> I'm 26 years old, guys. He's born in 1990. You just turned 26. It's almost like playing on a line with 
Marner and Matthews is just amazing and going to so be he's, he's 27, right? He's 26. He'll be 27 in September. Oh, okay. So he, okay. So you're, you're whatever, half, half a year older than him younger. or younger than him. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's, that's why. Like, what are we doing? I honestly don't think he's going to win because of that exact thing. Like he's already so old and the people are going to look at the fact that he's playing with those elite offensive talents. They're going to say, okay, well that contributed to the points he got. Who's more excited playing with? Right now, he's you, playing with Nick. You want to answer that? <laughs> but he played the bulk of the season with Danny DeKaiser, who, as we've stated, we is unfortunately underperforming his contract. Um, but now he's playing with a little bit better of a guy, Nick Letty, because they're probably showcasing him to get him traded. Once Nick Letty goes away, it, is Osterley going to be his full time partner? Is it going to go back to Danny DeKaiser? It doesn't really matter. Whoever you pair with him is not going to be that good. Or, correction, not going to be as good as Nick Letty is. And so Morris Sider is going to end up carrying that pairing. So you could want to compare and contrast who's doing what with the talent they're given. Mort Sider's still easily that number one tr- favorite. But the player I wanted to bring up, Scotty, as in my opinion, not giving getting enough um, recognition is actually the Boston rookie goaltender, Jeremy Swayman. Because he has been unreal this year. And he only garnered 17 points. Just ahead of Ch- Tanner Janerat, who got Janot, sorry, Tanner Janot, who got five points. I mean, the fact that a goaltender with a 932 save percentage, and I don't know, where, where is he at in here? 28 games played is that low on. That's just one of those situations where goalies are almost, I don't, I don't want to say discriminated against, but like overlooked. That's the word I'll use. I think goaltending is overlooked like a lot like defensemen are, but goaltender goaltending to a greater extent. Because how do you have a 934 save percentage? And among goaltenders with at least 500 minutes played, he's eighth on that list in save percentage. 934. And then his high danger save percentage. I remember we talked about this just the other night. His high danger save percentage um, lists him right at the near the top as well. He's 22nd in the league in high danger save percentage among goalies with at least 500 games played at 5-on-5 five five at 843. I mean, he's been unreal this season and he only has how many votes it's a weird i feel like he should be up there in the top five at least maybe even top three above zegers with how well jeremy swimming's been playing yeah he definitely deserves uh some more recognition goalie is it's just so i feel like they are just like the the voters for really any award really just view goalies as like a separate entity like it's it's like oh here's all the skaters and like we're gonna vote on them and then there's like oh like i guess goalies exist like uh, like i guess they exist like it's like a it's like a bubble and then you know when there's like a little bubble on the side of a bubble you know it's like they forget they exist because they don't really blow a bubble okay and then there's like that little like half bubble that's stuck to the side that (laughs) goalies right there in, in the eyes of, of voters like it's just like oh yeah like goalies exist they're a thing uh, i guess I, like they don't really count but like they exist <laughs> like I, I feel like that's how that's viewed with with every award that obviously isn't the vesna well and if you so if you make it go from five on five to all strengths so including power play including penalty kill at 500 minutes um he's 15th in the league at high danger save percentage of 836 i mean I should probably up the amount of minutes played because you got guys on this list like Luke Conan who have nine games played because they just barely crossed the 500 uh, minute mark. But among save percentage at all strengths, you know, he's even higher. He's fifth in the league 
at all strengths with a save percentage of 926. For the fifth best goaltender in the league. And he has like two votes. Like, what are we doing? What are we talking about? Like, I, I get that Boston's a much better team. And so like it might inflate his numbers, kind of like maybe it happened to Nedeljkovic last year. But Nedeljkovic got into the conversation playing for a good Carolina Hurricanes. Why isn't Jeremy Swimming getting the same recognition? I completely agree, brother. I know. I know, guys. It's not Red Wings, but I just wanted to point that out because Jeremy Swimming's been out of his mind. And I want to give credit where credit's due because I think he deserves it. Much like you deserve to add a little bit of money into your wallet. Uh, if you want to do that, go to betonline.net. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Was, all right, Scotty. Fun. When the game starts. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, well, let's move on now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, kind of building on our conversation we had the other day. How are you doing after, today, man? How am I doing today? Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. I, was, I had a day. Uh, we're recording this just after midnight, so technically it's Tuesday, but I had Monday off. Um, I got right. to spend the – I went to woke up, went to the gym, spent the uh, vast majority afterwards with my girlfriend, went to Marshall's, got myself some new dress shoes. Uh, no, wait. We went to Marshall's first. Didn't find dress shoes there. I had a, I had a gift card. That's why I we went there. Went to DSW, where the nice. real dress shoes are at. Damn got right. myself some nice dress shoes. Found out I have a wide foot. I got fat feet. I, so. I, I bet you do. I feel that. Yeah. I you, got, seem like, you give me I fat got, foot vibes. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm stomping around. I was wearing size like 14 or 15 as a sophomore, junior in high school. I'm rocking an eight and a half. Yeah. And like, yeah, I think I'm currently at like a 16. They don't sell my size retail. I have to special order every shoe I wear. I'm not, you're a giant. You're like, I'm David, you're Goliath, which means I could beat the crap out of you. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Enforcer Brian. Um, Fair Enforcer Brian, yeah. But Yeah, so I was trying the shoes on, and my dress shoes were like, at, the ones I wear at work are like super uncomfortable, and I hated them. I tried these dress shoes on, didn't even know they were a wide fit. I'm like, oh my God. Like immediately I was like, this is amazing. This is like night and day. I oh, look yeah. at them like, oh, they're a wide foot. Do I have wide feet? Have I had wide feet this entire time and I didn't know about it? This whole like, life thing, I've had wide feet. I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, well, the biggest thing that hurts when I'm wearing these dress shoes is my arches, probably because it's squeezing the middle. Because you got wide feet, dog. I got wide ass feet. Well, I'm glad you got that figured out today. That's a that's a successful day, man. Thank you. I know you had a wild day waiting for Alavila to make some moves. Yeah, I'm still waiting. AJ Hinch, twelve thirty. AJ Hinch huh? said they were going to make moves. Yeah, they did. Still waiting. But yeah, <laughs> said that. Yep. Um, anyway, yes, the Ford lines are absolutely neutered right now. We lost Robbie Fabry, torn ACL, and Tyler Bertuzzi can't play in Canada. We'll obviously get Tyler Bertuzzi by the time they go to Seattle on Saturday, but for the next two days, you're without Bertuzzi as well. We got to figure out what's going on with these forward lines because the depth is be messed all up. over the place, dog. Um, so what we're going to try and do is sit here and give you our best guess as to what the forward lines could look like 
And uh, does that well, give us precursor? There is gonna. I don't think there will be a consistent. No, uh, it's gonna be a lot like, of jumbling. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be uh, a carousel of of just roundabout in and people in and out all over the place. So. Uh, I, I don't think that anything we can say will be like, oh, yeah, that sounds the most consistent, but we can at least try and gauge some sort of semblance of, of structure with this disaster we got going on. Well, can we agree that the first thing that should no. happen is, okay, well, all right. Uh, we'll be with you guys again tomorrow with a post-game <laughs> recap. Same time, same place. It's your team. Well, what, what? Like, I mean – can we at least get on the same page that Verona needs to be moved back to the top six? Like let's like him yeah. being on the third line is is albatross. Like that's yeah. it's horrible. Yes, like, agree. Not only just because I mean he probably deserved to be there even before all this happened, but uh, even more so the fact that he has been the most productive forward since coming back. So yeah, I yeah. mean three goals in three games. Hard to beat uh, that. Yeah, it is really. Hard. It's honestly hard to beat a goal a game player. Who is? I mean, obviously, no one played gal- good against Calgary except for Vlad Nemestikov and Thomas Grice. But I mean, he needs to be on. In my opinion, he needs to be on the top line. But it, you know, Vlad has good chemistry with Larkin and Raymond, so I can understand putting Nemestikov on the top line. Run on the second line. Him being on the third line. Him getting third line minutes is why he got disgruntled in Washington and wanted to leave. So you're going to take him here, promise him top six minutes where he's going to have time to flourish into that role, and you're going to put him on the third line with maybe Joe Valeno and Sam Gagne. But like then, who you move up? Who's your second line? You got Suter. If you have if you have Verana on the second and third line, rather, who's your second line? Suter, Zadina, and then either Ernie and Gagne. You want second line Adam Ernie? We did that experiment against Calgary. We looked at look how that turned out. Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay with Verana too. I'm okay yeah. with that. We're okay with it, but is coaching staff going to be okay with who it? Who knows, man? I'm I mean, I'm done trying to predict the coaching staff. Listen, I'm, I'm done with that. I understand that the forward group right now is butchered. I mean, you're missing Carter Rowney. God, I feel so bad for him. You're missing Robbie Fabry. You're missing Tyler Bertuzzi. You're missing Mitchell Stevens. So you had to call up Taro Hirose, who's five foot ten and has, is 160 pounds. King. Absolute king. You called up Luke Wachowski, who is king. absolute king. I'm trying to trying to find a, a and he is a fringe NHL player at this point in his career, to put it uh, mildly, just because you needed to fill roster spots. And so my third line is right now Joe Valeno and Sam Gagne and Adam Ernie. Now that third line's actually proven to work out pretty good because at third, playing on the third line against uh, uh, opponents of equal caliber, it's actually been pretty decent. They're pretty solid defensively. Joe Valeno's uh, shown that he can create scoring chances. He's been playing better, but your fourth line man is where it gets really messy. So... Okay, so that means you have Z at four? Uh, right now I have Zadina on the second line with uh, Verona and Suter. Who did I miss here? Verona. Oh, okay. Sure. So let me li- I'll, I'll sure, list Sure, sure, sure. No, My no, no. I, I, I had a hard time following for whatever reason, but I'm with you. Well, I'll let the listeners know just in case because they had a hard time following. My first line is Vlad, Larkin, Raymond, Verona, Suter, Zadina. Third line is Ernie, Joe, Valeno, Gagne, and my fourth line is Luke Wachowski, Michael Rasmussen, and Giovanni Smith. Right. So you have two enforcers on your fourth line, and Michael Dang, Rasmussen. That's, that's a sick line, man. You, you're not going to – ain't no ain't no big hits happening on when line four's on the ice. Let and no shots you. are getting taken either, though. Well, what? Eh, yin-yang. 
Yeah, you, you get the good with the bad. But I mean, the the depth issues are are hilarious. It's almost I won't say hilarious, but it's ironic. Cruel, cruel iron, cruel irony. Holy cow! It's go. cruel irony that what a week after we were like the depth issues on Ford are solved immediately, like within three games of that Joint. comment. It's worse than it's ever been. It's worse than it was pre Verona. Yes, it's like so bad that you called up Perosi and Wachowski, who you know in their own right again, Kings. Kings way better hockey players than I'll ever be. Should they be on an NHL roster? Probably kings. not. They're kings. They're kings. So it's just it's it's an interesting situation. It is no the the like you said the depth went from the the best it had been all year and then within games of it being the best it had been all year went to the worst it's been all year. So super fun. Yeah. Uh, you know it's just super fun. Bill Bar. No. How easy Rock Auto makes it for you to buy car parts for your car. That is uh, actually super fun too. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you will ever need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the uh, computer orders the parts on their computer? Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 even 100% more of the same parts from the chain auto parts store or dealership Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. Rockauto.com. All right. Let us preview the Edmonton Oiler game. That's that's how you set up a segment right there. Let's just do it. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, last time these two teams met, the Red Wings won. Was it two to one? Let me double check on that little tidbit. Um, but anyways, while I'm looking that up, Scotty, well, tell they, us a little bit about the Edmonton Oilers. Well, yeah, I, I mean, it, form. They're 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 hilarious. Uh, this, this could be this could be anything. This could be a, a, a seven nothing win for the Wings. This could be a nine two loss for the Wings. This could be a- anything in between. The Oilers are are hysterical. Yes, uh, they they have a a one of the greatest hockey talents in the history of the planet. They True. have uh, right. They, then they have uh, another guy who is widely considered to be. Uh, one of the best players in the sport as well. Um, and they they can't really figure it out. They can't get a, 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 a streak going. They can't get a stretch of winning going. Um, like, their, their numbers are all better than ours. Absolutely. Well, but listen, listen to these team ranks and tell me if this sounds like a team. That has Dreisaitl and McDavid on it, okay? All right, hit me. Goals scored a game, 12th. Goals against a game, 22nd. Differential, 18th at only two-tenths of a goal better. That Two-tenths of a goal more they're scoring than giving up a game. Z- 0.2. Power play percentage, 7th. Penalty kill, 23rd. 
Pims, ninth, save percentage, 25th, face-off percentage, 7th. They're all over the place. Not right. It's not not the it's not a train wreck, but it's a beautiful train wreck. Um, this team has been I would venture to say I'm trying to think. This might be the most clowned on team <laughs> that I've ever seen in hockey history, at least in my lifetime. I'm trying to think, man. I I'm not sure I can I can think of a team that has just been laughed at more in in my 23 years on this planet. Yes, I have two. Okay, Arizona Coyotes, Buffalo Sabers. <clears throat> okay, yeah, uh, yes, I'm talking year specific. So you're talking about this year? You think the the. Coyotes this year. I mean, I guess with the stadium. Yeah, thing, definitely maybe. this year. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. I, I Fair think enough. so. The here's. The I think it's a different type of of clowning, though. At, at the same time, like those two are being clowned on because like they're just jokes. Like they're objectively just jokes of an organi- of organization. The entire tenure of their existence. Right. The Oilers is like, like, how do you? How are you managing to f this up? Well, that's that's the difference over and over the Arizona Coyotes and the Buffalo Sabres. Now, the Sabres did make a cup final. Um, what? 90 is 1999 with the Brett Hall skate thing. Dallas yeah. Stars winning Stanley Cup. Um, whether or not it should have counted. But the difference here is the reason why they're getting mocked. The Edmonton Oilers are getting mocked because they've had a thousand number one overall picks. One of which a couple of them actually to hit on got some good players. You know, uh, obviously, Connor McDavid, generational talent, best hockey player I've ever seen in my entire life. I'd argue more exciting than prime Sidney Crosby. Sidney Crosby's not necessarily out of his prime yet. Connor but, you know, McDavid is the best hockey player I've ever seen life. in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Um, then they got Leon Dreisaitl, who's also averaging over 100 points every season right now. Like it's he's been absolutely insane. So they're clowned on because they have the two best players and they have had nothing but incompetent coaching and incompetent general managing, not being able to build a team around them. Right now, Ken Holland is, you know, signing for signing Brent Seabrook or whatever the, the old timer they got on their teeth. One of those old Blackhawks players right now. I, I can't remember which one it is. Is it Duncan Keith? Might be Duncan Keith. Well, they also got what's his face? Kane? Not uh, Kane. Vander Kane. It's Dan- Duncan oh, yeah. Keith. Duncan yeah, Keith. For some reason, I always get Seabrook and Keith mixed up. I don't know why, but it's Duncan Keith. Yeah. He's 38 years old on a huge cap hit. Makes no sense. They Duncan signed that clown, uh, that clown of Vander Kane. Yeah. Their goaltending is an issue, and for some reason, the uh, Ken Holland decides not to deal with it, not fix it. I mean, Miko Koskinen is their best goaltender at a save percentage of 906, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but if you want to be a Stanley Cup contender, contender you need better goaltending than that but that goes back to their defense being absolute trash Arizona Coyotes are being made fun of because they can't do anything the well, yeah they're gonna they play in a college stadium. yeah like it's different reasons why they're getting made fun of Edmonton has talent they can't build around uh Coyotes can never get talent or they do and they trade them away like Chicharin probably at this deadline yeah absolutely fair um it's man <laughs> It's and well, it, like, and, and when we look forward to this game, like, it, it just makes it makes me like kind of pumped to watch it. Like, hey, just any opportunity I get to watch Connor McDavid, I'm gonna be pretty happy about. But, um, oh. 
it's just it's funny to me. Like the team is just the Oilers are objectively hilarious, and I I cannot wait to see what could possibly happen in this game. Scotty, I'm going to share my screen with you, and I want to see if you can see what I can see. Tell me what stands out to you on this page, and that will disappoint you. Um. Uh, the fact that they have Connor McDavid and we don't. <laughs> well, that is disappointing. Uh, look between the logos. No way. What? Oh, yeah. What is happening? I don't know. That is Did our contract four, run out with Bally. What are we four doing? Four of five games is going to be on ESPN plus. And so when you know you're playing Edmonton and the Connor David, so now you really know you're never going to hear anything about the Red Wings. Anyways, that's dumb, and I hate it. And I, I want Ken Daniels and Mickey Redmond. So they, are, are they? Do they have jobs still? We haven't heard from them in two weeks. We we they were they were the the Calgary game. It was uh, Calgary was them, but neither of us got to see that game because we were both working. Connor McDavid has 83 points in 53 games. Leon Dreisaitl has 81 points in 59 games. Other After that, it's a stark drop-off in point production. Zach Hyman's their third best for 37 points in 53 games. So the team is honestly uh, all Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. It's the same X factor that I told you. This isn't a specific player, but it's going to be the same X factor I told you last time. The Red Wings beat them 4-2 at LCA earlier in the season. You need to shut down Connor McDavid. And I believe in that 4-2, law, or 4-2 victory over the uh, Oilers back at LCA, they kept McDavid the one goal. So you got to do the same thing if you want to win this game because it's Edmonton so Oilers. Good that you're just like, if you could only just score once, man, like we might uh, yeah. have a shot. We might have a shot. But that's honest, like, honest to God because he's all their offense, him and Dreisaitl. So if you can keep, honestly, both those guys to one goal, I mean, you're averaging three goals a game in the last, across the last 10. I mean, if you could keep anyone just to – less than four goals a game right now. It's an amazing performance by the Red Wings. Literally. And, but that's that's also the big problem, too, is the Red Wings are in this spiral right now where nothing can seem to go wrong. You almost look at the Edmonton Oilers as like, right. this could either continue to go horribly wrong because of the fact that our defense has been so poor on both the forward side and the defenseman side, and goaltending has been an, an issue. You don't know what you're getting hit and miss. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl could absolutely pull you apart in this game and just throttle you. But in the same vein, if you can manage to shut those two players down, this could be a great game to get back on the horse. What's the horse's name? Uh, Tuesday. I'm done with you. It's a Tuesday episode, right? That's how that works? I'm done with you. (laughs) All right. So anyways, same time, (laughs) same place. No, I mean, you're right. This is... This is uh, this is a, a like I said at the beginning. This is a game that you could get throttled, or you could take advantage of the bleep show that is the Edmonton Oilers, and it's it's up to you. It's up to me. Yeah, man. It's up to it's up to Brian Fisher, David versus Goliath. Uh... <laughs> Unbelievable. How do I end this? Uh, Scotty, what's your X factor? I said shutting down Connor McDavid. Uh, my X factor is Leon Dreisaitl. 
Because in my eyes, McDavid, you can only hope to contain him. Whatever. If McDavid has a game, sure. But as long as you can shut down the second option, you know, you can you can let Connor cook, have him have his fun. But if that's it, there you go. I agree. I mean, that's what it comes down to is those, just those two players. And we've said it a couple of times. You just manage to shut down those two players. You have a shot in this game. But what's insane to me is in a very tough Pacific division, the fact that the Edmonton Oilers are third in that division solely because of those two players, that's how good those guys are. Can you imagine if Ken Holland was able to build a team around them or the previous general manager was able to build a team around them? They would be an unstoppable franchise. But they just can't. They, they just can't. they spend their money on foolish players, like signing Duncan Keith, deciding to keep the goaltending core that they have, uh, acquiring uh, That's I, the yeah. worst part, man. The goaltending yeah. throughout the McDavid era has just been egregious. Well, then they also go out and they, they, they retain a guy, um, you know, yeah. like Tyson Berry, who's not been bad this season. He's not a half point per game, but he's, he's not worth the money they're paying him. It's just been... Questionable decision after questionable decision out of that franchise. But the trade deadline's coming up, so let's see uh, who the Red Wings can offload on that Edmonton Oilers team as they go to make a playoff push. Uh, Thomas Grice for a second. Let's Thomas Grice, Nick Letty, and Vlad Nemestikov all look attractive when you, your team is solely in the playoff race because of two players. So they, they all three of those players could be great death pieces for the Edmonton Oilers. Let's go. Absolutely. All that for uh, Dreisaitl. All that for Dreisaitl. Scott, you got any final thoughts, bro? Uh, we ball, baby. Of course we ball. We always ball. Uh, we'll be back with a new episode tomorrow. Recap in this one. Same time, same place. See your team every day. Every day.